everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast discussing the multitude of multi-site student ministry. My name is EJ Swanson, and I'm joined with two of my favorite three friends. Hey. And Mr. <laughs> Trevor Callis, Mr. Joe Crab. Hello. Hey, EJ. Good to have you back And with one us. of our newest hosts. Hi, Gina. How Hello. are you? Oh, great. Kim Schuler is out today as we're recording this episode. We love her, and um, she's taking a little bit of time to rest up. And, In the thick um, of pregnancy, if you guys yeah. listen to episode 50, and Max and her are expecting Yay. their their first kid and excited for them but yep she's still figuring out all that morning sickness and Yuck. beyond that constant sickness and so keep her in your prayers but. i absolutely hated that season for my wife not i mean not for me. I almost said for me, Lord help us for all you ladies listening. <laughs> We're ready to get like, a lot of skating. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> wow. We will not edit that, but it was my sweet wife. Um, and if you're um, new to the multi, multi kind of crew and um, you're just listening for the first time, the vision of our podcast is to equip um, churches who are either entering into the multi site student ministry space or are a part of it and want to learn together. And we're thankful, uh, not only today, what we get to share, what we're learning, um, but hopefully in the future too, what we've learned from all this. And our episode today is going to be a super quick edit and turn, and we are going to um, push it out because we are in the midst of what I would call is a national um, crisis. For some people, it's not a crisis, but some it's absolutely crazy, right? Yeah, very much so. This pandemic is the world health organization has come out and yeah. said in, in regard to corona and yeah crazy and obviously that means we're going to talk about um covid19 today and as we do um i know we've even been discussing before this episode gina what your church is doing right. uh joe what woodside here is doing and we've been talking to a bunch of uh, different churches and as we do that um you know this is something that is unpredicted. We weren't ready for this. I feel like we have contingency plans on a lot of stuff, but I don't, I don't think there's many churches who are ready that I've talked to. They've just said, yep, here we go. Yeah. Um, It's very unprecedented. And I I think there's all sorts of ways that we feel about it, you know, personally and so on and so forth. Right. As we think through our families and the responsibility we have as, as ministers and part of the community. And, um, you know, we were talking back and forth about different episodes for today and our recording blocks and so on. And it was like, well, this is, you go on any of the Facebook pages, everybody's talking about what are you guys doing? How's your church responding? As EJ said, we've got a lot of conversations going on. And, um, I joked before we hopped on this episode, Uh, And we'll talk a little bit about how these decisions have been processing here at Woodside and at Harbor. And it's like, hey, we talked about we need to turn this around if we're going to, you know, help give any insight and um, give you guys insight to our process. And what we're hearing is you guys are continuing to make decisions. But this episode could be dated, you know, out of date. (laughs) Come, come, come tomorrow when we do post it, you know, like or tonight when we post it because of how volatile the situation is. Um, and how other organizations and school districts and governments are responding and I, I um, how it's even, hitting different areas. And so I think yeah. even a unique thing for us, right, Gina, like you're on the west side of the state right, primarily. Right. And, um, you know, Joe uh, Woodside's on the east side. I think we're even seeing um, how quickly churches are moving or not moving yeah. within 
you know, a two and a half to three hour drive yeah. right now, let alone nationally where they're at. And so that's, that's going to be an interesting thing. I think that, um, we kind of go through today. Um, yeah. Gina, how, um, how has Harbor responded so far? What are you guys going through? Um, you know, talk a little bit about that. And then, um, Joe, I want to kind of hear where Woodside's at too. Definitely. And then let's unpack some of the things that we're feeling in student ministry, how we need to be responding and communicating those type of things as Definitely. well. Yeah, I know. Like today, there's just been a lot of communication flying back back and forth between everybody and you make a decision and then, you know, an hour later you make a a different decision. (laughs) Yep. Um, So learning that. And I think real quick, you learn how, how great is your cross campus communication. Uh, You're the people that have decision rights or not. You quickly figure out who those people are uh, and how well you work together as a team Uh, that all we were able to see that I know as Harbor churches, I think a group of pastors were up late last night trying to figure out, okay, what's our response going to be? And just talking with each other, deciding for us, our campuses, we're shutting down our services for uh, for two weeks, maybe maybe longer, we'll see, um, and doing everything remotely. Uh, so that was like the latest decision that And, and that had. was... That was in, let's call it, uh, three working days from when the governor kind of came forth and said, hey, we have two confirmed cases in our state. Yeah. So that's how quick it happened. Because I, I would assume, too, right, that not all states, yet even when this launches, will have confirmed cases. So people are moving fast on this. Hopefully, they'll be a little bit ahead of the game. Yeah, I but think it was quick, right? There are 16 states currently with no confirmed cases okay. as of us recording um, so to reiterate, Gina said, so across your campuses, how many campuses are make up Harbor? We have five. Five campuses. No formal worship gathering. So no Saturday night or Sunday right. services, anything like that. It will all be done online. Now, is online. it all unique teaching or do you guys already have just like a, an individual video teaching? No, we have live, um, live communicators, communicators at each campus. So, so yeah, each one, if I'm be... hopping on their Facebook page, I'm seeing my campus pastor deliver a message. You know how that's going to... I really don't know. Okay. They might take turns. We'll okay. see. Yeah. It's still, yeah, decisions being made in real time. What's real interesting, guys, and let me tell you, this came back negative. I'm sitting at a coffee shop yesterday with one of my coworkers who works at a college also, mm-hmm. a, a dorm, and he sits next to me and he's like, hey, one of the guys in my dorm might have COVID-19. He's being isolated and tested. And I'm like, and you're sitting next to me? Like, this is all real time. You should uh, you should lead with that. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> test came back negative. Text. Just, yeah. But still, I'm like, okay, this is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Gina, you, you talked about a little bit about the opportunity to really um, care for people in a different way during this season. So kind of share that answer yeah. and share a little bit about student ministries at Harbor and how you guys responded yeah, to this. Yeah, I was on a call this morning and I think one of the themes that came up was a year from now, we want to look back at this moment and um, and have kids and students say, hey, remember the coronavirus? And we want the memory attached to that to be the moments that we create in the next few weeks. Like, hey, remember the singing that we did from that YouTube playlist? I yeah. remember the game nights we had together. Remember the time we had house church? Yeah. That there is a unique opportunity here of ways to be intentional about what we're doing that students are going to remember in a really positive way. Yeah. And also just be thinking about, okay, we're doing this not to be reactive or overreacting, but because we care about vulnerable people. That's really a good way of putting it. We care about vulnerable people. And even really the opportunity good. out of that, Gina, to be able to say, hey, we know also your friends 
are probably longing for community right now yeah. because they're out of school. They're out of um, They're you know, limited their in what they can do. They can't go to practice yeah. or they don't have games or whatnot. So. Yeah, and, and th- I, I hadn't even thought of that before in the light of groups and stuff like that. What a great opportunity for an additional invite culture to say, hey, we're going to be doing this in whatever the space ends up being online or you know however it comes out how do you invite other people into that as a potential bridge because of what we all know generationally is that loneliness that our teenagers right now in youth and student ministry at times are facing how can we capitalize on that for what um you know was bad but god could mean for good yeah, it's interesting as you were sharing that because I think that, you know, for any of us in ministry as we are evaluating different things, that this situation has kind of provided um, or forced upon many of us the need to think innovatively and unique. And hey, I maybe not I would not normally focus a lot of energy and effort on a game night or uh, doing worship via YouTube playlist or anything like that. But because hey, we've, we've kind of in some ways been forced to not have that large gathering or meet in this way. And um, yet there is a unique opportunity here uh, and even lessons. Like you said, I, I you know, had talking with some of our students already, you know, because especially they're not affected or they yeah. think they're invincible right. or whatever. Oh, yeah. They're like, this is so dumb. I want to still do this. I can't go on my spring break trip and all this stuff. But also a teachable moment. Um, you, Gina was on the phone when she came in, having, I'm sure, a bunch of phone calls you right. drive over. Uh, and you talked about how actually it's kind of neat because one of the things that we were, were teaching on, the first lesson in this new series we're doing, is on fear. Yeah. And so, like, what a, what a great tie-in for teaching. But again, even thinking through, some of us are going to be forced to have to think uniquely and do things that we normally would not do because we're maybe a little afraid or we don't want to push against the status quo or people are being critical so they wouldn't like it if we tried it this way or this way. It's like, actually, now you kind of have to for these next two weeks or six weeks, depending on where you're at, what's going on. Um, So again, thinking through that, yes, a lot of us, if you're not working or you're off or whatever, you get a little rest as well, but um, opportunities to think creatively about ministry. Mm-hmm. So, And I think within that too, Joe, um, one of the things I know we've, we've talked about here at Woodside on the executive you know, level is what are we doing for parents that are out of work, right? As they're out of work, yeah. whether they have younger kids or older kids or the workplaces that are saying, no, you're still working. You can still come into the office. We're not making that call but your kids are at home and we're talking through those. How does the church respond to that? Um, Do we respond to that? There's so many questions. Joe, why don't you take a second and kind of flesh out what you feel like has happened over the last three, four um, days that's uh, happened here at Woodside. Yeah. Yeah. So again, similar to a lot of individuals, the communication has been um, just very dynamic as you know, new information is getting put your way hour upon hour upon hour. Um, I had a meeting yesterday at four o'clock. We've got three, we have in three weeks, we have two short-term mission trips for high school students that were, that's right, past tense, supposed to be taking place. Um, But as of yesterday afternoon at four o'clock, they were taking place. And then by nine o'clock last night, 
they were no longer taking place. Um, you know, and because of the nature of the student trip and availability of students to go on a trip and what we have for our summer, we're um, plans already. We're not postponing the trips, we're canceling the trips. And uh, you know, currently now, then having to figure out the financial ramifications of that, right. um, from airfare to donations that came in, and mm. and so on, and what we are able to do uh, in being good stewards and uh, and honoring those who gave as such to those different trips and those different needs to be met. So, Joe, can it, I can yeah. I interject? Please do. There real quick. Yeah. As that conversation was happening, because I know we had both international and domestic trips. Was there any discussion? Because in some of the threads, even our multi-site thread, uh, I saw uh, youth pastors saying, hey, I need somewhere to go domestically. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, Our church is drawing that line. Are our student pastors going to go and find a domestic trip, and then that's going to be another line. Was there any discussion around that? Yeah, there was. That's what I asked at first, because we had a trip to Costa Rica and a trip to Nashville, uh, and it was, hey, are we going to be just moving our away from our Costa Rica trip? Can we put Costa Rica students then on the Nashville trip sure. and everything? And that was going to be the potential solution, but with the, you know, the response here in our state and as continuing to just operate in wisdom, because the truth is, is that you go to Nashville, you go to Costa Rica, you can go to, you know, uh, another continent or down the street to the grocery store. There's a chance you're going to get it or you're going to interact with like with someone who may have like the exposure is not limited to if you're obviously there are certain areas that are going to have a higher risk and so on. So, um, it is kind of crazy to think. So I thought we'd be fine on the domestic end, uh, but definitely see the need to to go ahead and say, yeah, we just need to hold off all of this because there is the reality that whether it's domestic or international, there's still that risk of exposure. And, um, and even our end for, especially on an international trip, and I think it could be true from, um, as we're seeing individual states respond to this in different ways, we don't want to, and this is a big burden of leadership, and I agree with it, we don't want to put our students in a position where let's say they did go to Costa Rica or they went to Nashville, yep. and let's say one of them got it, and now they're quarantined, and they're quarantined in another country, mm-hmm. or they're quarantined in another state, and they're away from their family, right. and so on. And there are measures that you can take, obviously, to to rectify that if it was to happen. However, if it can just be avoided overall because of the current state of things, let's go ahead and, and do what's best for, for those individuals, yeah. albeit, again... Uh, a tough, tough decision to make and a lot of various factors in it. So, and even now, you know, trying to figure out the best way to communicate it um, across the board and getting clarification on those answers and uh, different questions, getting answers to those different questions that will arise. And so um, that's a big thing. And then our plan currently for services, which again, in the next coming days, depending on things, I think, which has been communicated to our congregation as well is that, hey, um, this is the decision as of now, and as things change, we'll keep you posted. But we will have live worship gatherings uh, from across all of our campuses right. this yeah. weekend. So, and, and Gina, when Harbor made the call on worship services weekend worship, right. was that down the full line? So, if you have um, you know other midweek 
groups and or um, large group gatherings for students, uh, were those just a part of that and said, yeah, this is across the board, none of us are meeting, or your group's under a certain threshold? Where, what did you guys decide yeah, there? I think that's what's been interesting about this is communication, Yeah, is who's making the decisions and who needs to know next. Uh, so yeah, a decision was made to cancel services, and then I got on a call and talked with a few people, and we're like, well, what should we do about student programming? And mm-hmm. then we quickly realized it probably should that should probably be a campus decision um, decided per campus because each of our student ministries are different sizes got it Um, like in my case i'm at a church plant so we rent a church so i would show up to run programming at a church that is most of the time very dirty Mm, and i mm, so i I don't have the capacity to make sure that the tables are clean the bathrooms are clean all of that so for me it was um, good news for my volunteers who some of them are immune compromised to just not meet and then encourage small group gatherings. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and us for student ministries, just following suit as well with, you know, currently the current decision that, um, we're having weekend gatherings, um, that we're still having our student gatherings. And right. again, that's true. We have programming tonight. That's true for tonight. Um, but it, who knows, it may not be true next week. Right. Um, as, as this situation continues to evolve. And um, Gina and I, when we were talking uh, about this beforehand, was some of the things that in a multi-site end, right. uh, what, what are the things that pop, what are the lessons that you learn? Because sure. it's an unprecedented situation um, in regards to communications and decision rights mm-hmm. and, and so on and so forth. So I'm sure there's a question or two. Yeah, and I, I've even this. I've yeah. even heard within that you guys as you know being a part of some different threads and um, on different Facebook groups for all of us, right? We're all right. in different um, threads and communication that uh, some churches are choosing to follow the school districts. Other churches are saying there's no way they don't get to make the decision for our you know faith based decision. They're you know making decisions out of fear. And so there's that rhetoric on on both sides. Um, I certainly think that you know, there are opinions that are going to come out very strong within this. And um, sometimes I think as multi-site churches, just because of the size, uh, other churches are looking to us of what we respond. So I'd encourage you to, if you're listening to this episode and you are on the front end, get out there and share how you're responding to this because we all need you know, to tribe up on this and say, hey, here's what we're running into. If you haven't asked this question with your leadership team, um, you need to be asking it and how are you um, doing that back and forth? Because right now, I think those are imperative things for all of us. Yeah. What do you guys think is going to be the outcome outcome for our students long-term on this? What are they talking about right now? I think for a student end, it will be, you know, hey, if prom gets put back, pushed back, how does it affect graduation? Yeah, I how talked to a, a mother this morning just about that, running into him at the coffee shop. Yeah, I'm so disappointed that there's potential I'm not going to see my daughter walk across the stage. Yeah, right. or like, those oh. things can even get pushed back even further and so on our end knowing that there are some larger communal and milestone sort of things that may end up getting impacted by the delay and push of this um is that like some of the things that we have and aren't for all everybody across the board in every aspect of life your rhythm has just been put uh off which might be good news actually yeah yeah, yeah. no i maybe this is too helpful thinking but i would hope 
I mean, I hope it doesn't turn into this massive thing, but just that students would look back and say, remember that time we all slowed down? Yeah. How good would that feel? I was home with my family and we had some good memories together. That would be my hope. Yeah, it was like and, a forced reset. Yeah. And yeah. we shared things with our neighbors. People did maybe suffer some job um, financial loss and we helped each other. Yep. Yeah, that's really good. I hope really those good. are some of the good stories that come out of this. That's really good. That's really good. In light of um, a discussion that I think is ever going to, I shouldn't say ever going to be ongoing, but in the, the quick future here is going to yeah. be ongoing and is rapidly changing. As we wrap up this episode to kind of say, this is what we've been thinking about. Here are the things. Any last takeaways in this one, guys? Yeah, I, th- I think that, um, and Gina and I would chat in this a little bit in, in EJU as well, that the need for a well-thought-out communication plan um, is key. I was talking with the, the our head of communication mm-hmm. earlier, and I, I really appreciated that conversation because I was feeling all sorts of ways as we're trying to communicate appropriately to those short-term mission trip participants and so on and so forth. Uh, but I love what he said. He's like, hey, we are can, we are aware of the dynamic of them being so personally, financially invested in and spiritually invested in it. And so before we do any broader scale conversation or broader scale communication, we want you guys to be able to have those conversations directly with those participants. And so I appreciated that grace, but I think it really does speak to the heart of what in any sort of volatile situation like this, that we need to give one another an extra measure of of grace Amen. and and reading some of the correspondence with some of the people on those Facebook groups and everything. Hey, we're doing this leadership handed down this. You, you do get kind of some people are like, Hey, that's the wise decision. And other people mean like, this is blown up out of proportion, or I don't agree with what leadership is making. And, and in that regard to those decisions, I think that we all have to realize none of us learned about this in college. Right. None of us have really ever had any sort of actual experience with a situation like this on the scale such as this. And so let's not act like we do. Um, mm-hmm. And let's see this. At, Gina, your heart throughout this has been so key. God's not surprised by this. Right. And so in it, there are some new, unique opportunities for us to engage people in a different way. And really, I love what you just shared. Share the gospel in different ways. Right. Through share the, hope. Med- yeah. But yeah. share hope through the, the t- meeting tangible needs and, and creating different rhythms for people. And so um, there's a very real hard reality with this for those individuals, those vulnerable people who um, have gotten sick, who have passed away, whose lives have been forever changed by this because of the financial impact. And so we, especially as shepherds, cannot lose sight of that. There are indeed people who are hurting through this mm-hmm. and we do have the opportunity to share hope. So that's my last takeaway. Yeah. Gina? I agree with that. Um, the same same thing, and also just the power community. Share resources, whether it's physical, tangible resources, or even online. Like, hey, here's some cool stuff our church is doing, and the online community is so generous that way. Just continue to lean into community to meet um, real needs in your community, Amen. and to also just resource each other as a church, as the body. So, so good. Well, as we're continuing to learn here, we hope that you guys are too. This is going to be one of those ongoing discussions. And I think all of us share the same sentiment here. If, um, if you're learning something, 
uh, shoot it our way because we want to be able to um, pass that along to other people Definitely. as you know one of the uh, the clearinghouses out there uh, and we also want to be uh, implementing it for our families yep. our churches right now so if as you're listening to this and you have a thought I'm um, shoot it our way myself uh, Gina uh, Joe or Kim we would love to hear from you we're always thankful you guys to be doing life alongside of you and as we're doing that we want to learn too and um, as as we share what we've been walking through, I uh, know that we are here for you guys. Amen. We love you. God loves you more. Have an awesome day. Bye. See ya.